Comfort, give comfort to my people, says your God. This is the prophet Isaiah, the first reading today. Comfort, give comfort, speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Proclaim to her her service as is at an end. Her guilt is expiated. This is the coming of the Messiah. This is the coming of Jesus to expiate our guilt in himself. This is the great gift of our Lord Jesus coming. And then the prophet goes on to say, A voice cries out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. And you know what the season of Advent is? It's a time of preparation. We're preparing the way of the Lord in our own life, in our own hearts to be renewed in that coming of Christ. Advent, however, is also a time of waiting. And I know especially children are aware of the fact that Advent is a time of waiting. But we're waiting, we're waiting we're waiting the coming of Christ in glory. You know, a moment ago, the reading from the prophet Isaiah, as I was sitting there listening, in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the wasteland a highway of God. And it talks about the mountains being made low and the rough ways being filled in. And I read a commentary about this, this little passage that when the when the emperor and the Roman Empire would visit a place, they would fix the roads. They would fix the roads in anticipation of his coming. And so this is a kind of allusion to that, that the mountains are going to be made low and the rough ways are going to be filled in. And then what's going to happen? Then the glory of God shall be received and all people shall see it together. Now just imagine for a second that you're that the glory of God is like a, a distant rumble. It's coming. Everybody goes outside to see. And here it comes. Isn't that going to be a glorious moment? Isn't it really? When everybody's going to come out of their graves. Even if you're already past. We're waiting for this glorious coming. And that's the season of Advent. Here we are awaiting his coming. And it should be kind of a, a eager and hopeful anticipation, but at the same time, it's a season of preparation. You know, I said uh, just a couple of days ago at daily mass, it is the season of already and not yet. See, Christ has come, right? He has come and we celebrate his birth, but we're waiting on his second coming. We're waiting on his advent in its fullness. Isaiah foresees the coming of John the Baptist. John the Baptist is the voice in the desert proclaiming, prepare the way of the Lord. That's John the Baptist, the voice. And who is the word? John is the voice and Jesus is the word. The word of God come among us. You know, John the Baptist is one of my heroes. You know, John the Baptist is one of my heroes. He doesn't have a huge part in the gospel, but the part that he has is so profound and so powerful and he's so courageous and he's so clear. And you know, what was he wearing out there in the desert? You know, camel's hair. What was he eating? Locusts. You know, he was hardcore, as they say, you know, he was he was completely given over to his life 
anticipating the coming of Christ, waiting, if you will, in the desert for the moment to be ripe. And here it has come. And what was happening? Word got out about this man with this incredible message out in the desert. And I'm happy to say that I have been to the Jordan River where they really think this is where Jesus was baptized by John. I've gotten to stand on the bank of the Jordan River in that place, very near that place. And you know, it's not an easy walk from the nearest town to say the least. It is a hike to get out there and an and a all day hike through the desert. And so the people were coming from all around, gathering to go down to the Jordan River. And you can just imagine this big teeming mass of people lining up. People of the, the I'm reading from the gospel now, people of the whole Judean countryside, all the inhabitants of Jerusalem going out to meet him. They were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. A moment ago, we started the Mass, and I said we start this Mass with an act of penance. And then I said, let us acknowledge our sins. And then I gave you a moment of silence, right? an interior dialogue for you to have with God. That's what we're supposed to do in that moment in the Mass. We acknowledge our sins. We call them to mind, not to beat ourselves up, but to acknowledge our need for the mercy of God, to take an accounting of ourselves in that moment. And then we all say together, I confess. We confess the fact that we need God's mercy. And this is a beautiful act of penance. And the mass begins with this act of penance. We reflect on that they're going out to John to be baptized. This baptism for the forgiveness of sins. There was something powerful that was happening in that moment of acknowledging their sins and being baptized and there was a forgiveness that was happening. And John says, yes, this is great, but there's a better baptism. And it's the baptism that Jesus will give us. You know, when I have a baptism, I had a baptism yesterday. And I baptize a baby. When anybody baptizes somebody, it is not them. It is Christ who baptizes. And so John is looking forward to the baptism of Christ. And we didn't read this verse in today's gospel. It's the next verse. We stopped at, at verse 8. Verse 9 is, It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth and Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And why was Jesus baptized? In fact, there is, an, there is one of the Gospels that tells us that when Jesus approaches John to be baptized, John says, no, I'm not going to baptize you. You need to baptize me. And Jesus says, no, let it be. Let it be for now. And this is a very explicit 
concrete and clear manifestation of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial, one in being with the Father. This is one example where Jesus stands in the place of the sinner. He's not a sinner, but he gets in line with the sinners and he takes the place of a sinner. When is he going to do that again? Over and over he's going to do that. But most profoundly and most powerfully when he takes on all the curses of all the broken covenants that have ever been. And he takes it all upon himself as an act of love. As he does this great gift of himself to us taking upon himself our sins so here it is jesus standing in the jordan river being baptized and we come back to the christmas christmas mystery for a moment you know why did jesus take a body why did he take a body to be baptized why did he take a body to be one with us. Why did he take a body? To give it to the Father on the cross. Out of love. He had no sins to acknowledge. He had no sin to confess. He had no reason to be baptized. But he was. Now. What were they doing? What was the great mass of humanity that went out to John the Baptist? They got down in the river and what did they do before they were baptized? They did what? They confessed their sins. They were preparing for the coming of Christ. This is a season of preparation. This is a season of anticipation. This is a season of getting ready for the coming of Christ. And as such, we have a penance service tomorrow night. We need to go to confession at some point. We should go to confession at some point in the Advent season, preparing ourselves for this great solemnity of Christmas, anticipating the coming of Christ in glory, hearing that rumble off in the distance. They're going to come out of their tombs. They're going to come. Christ is going to come and we, we're supposed to be ready. And one of the ways we get ready, we don't go down to the Jordan River, get baptized. We go to confession. We take a moment to acknowledge our sins. We receive this outpouring of grace. And you know, you know, uh, Father James and I were having a conversation the other day and he said he's been pushing. He's been pushing the catechism in a year. He's been pushing the Bible in a year. I say, where, what do you, when do you push the Bible in a year? When do you push the, in the confessional, he says. I tell people, start listening to the catechism in a year. Start, start doing the, the, the Bible in a year. He's in, you know, one-on-one -on -one encouraging people to do that. And I thought, what a great idea that is. Encouraging people to get to know their faith through the, the catechism in a year, this Ascension Press program, it's free through the Bible in a year. And then I was thinking also, as I'm talking about confession a little bit this morning, that I've been in the confessional and I've had people say to me, you know, Father Mike, I was listening to the catechism in a year and I didn't know this was a sin. And they confess the sin. I had this happen not long ago. I guess uh, Father Mike Schmitz was talking about uh, contraception and sterilization and 
had a couple people came and confessed the sin of sterilization to me. And, uh, you know, I have this uh, guy that, uh, that I'm happy. From time to time, I get emails from people that watch on YouTube. And there's a doctor that has emailed me a couple times. And, and, and he's a surgeon. And he retired from his medical practice. But then he got a second job. And his second job is now he does, I know this is kind of very specific, but he does vasectomy reversals. And he said he's been a Catholic all these years and he's never heard anybody talk about the fact that having a vasectomy is a sin. But it is, it is. This year, maybe you'll make your best confession ever. This year, Maybe there's some sin that you haven't confessed or haven't thought about as we all together are preparing ourselves for the coming of Christ, looking into our hearts, acknowledging the gift of this body, this body that we are to give to God. So now I want to talk about what was the first act that we did preparing ourselves in the mass was an act of penance. This is the way the mass unfolds. We do an act of penance. Then we have the readings of sacred scripture, and then we have instruction. So we have forgiveness, then we have enlightenment, and what's the next act? What's the next major component of the Mass? Penance, instruction, communion. This is our life. This is the life a microcosm of life. This is a microcosm of the church year. Penance, instruction, then what? Communion. Communion with Christ in and through the Blessed Sacrament. I want to talk about the Eucharist ever so briefly this morning. You know that the Eucharist is the body and blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. You know that just as Christ came to us in the in the, in, as a little baby child, so he comes to us in Holy Communion. This coming year, we're going to have a couple of great events in our diocese and in our country. We're going to have a Eucharistic pilgrimage that's coming from Corpus Christi all the way through Biloxi, th through Bay St. Louis. It's going to stop here in June, and it's going to keep going all the way up to Indianapolis. And the whole country is going to send representatives up to... Uh, to Indianapolis for a Eucharistic Congress as we prepare together for a celebration of Christ among us in the Blessed Sacrament. So Christ our Lord, he comes in glory. He comes to us in humility. We are to be prepared for his coming. My brothers and sisters, it's a season of Advent. It's a season of anticipation. It's a season of celebration. As we anticipate our Lord's coming in his birth through the, through the, going through the period of Advent, so we also celebrate his presence with us in the Holy Eucharist. Once we believe, once we understand that Christ is truly present to us in the Blessed Sacrament, we can never leave him. You know it? Once we believe, once we put on the new man in Christ, we may be tempted 
to sin by our weakness. We may be tempted to sin by the wiles of the devil, but we will never deliberately leave our Lord once we are convinced. My brothers and sisters today, we prepare ourselves. There's a voice of one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. We prepare ourselves for the Holy Eucharist by acknowledging our sins, by committing ourselves to a new life in Christ. I hope and pray this is a great Advent season for you. I hope and pray that you make a good confession that as we continue to announce the uh, Eucharistic uh, events, that you are uh, prepared and eager for the coming of Christ.